This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Della Borovic as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band are falling deeper into conspiracies. Valentine made contact with an assassin's handler, Morgan relayed her newfound trust of Voidstain, and Atticus and Eli reported on Kiros's attempted murder. Will Voidstain turn out to be friend or foe, and will they finally find some answers? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the Lizardman Letter it would seem some very interesting things occurred today on the Bollensong estate. You would think that with the matriarch of the family being dead, there would be less action happening, and yet it would seem there was some quite scandalous lack of proper attire, an attempted assassination, and all manner of chaos. Truly, this writer has never seen so much havoc in Celestial Season. Perhaps there is something special about this one after all. We certainly wish Lord Kiros a speedy recovery. All right, so you are digging through your conspiracies. Uh, you have a rough, you've kind of laid things out, you have a rough plan, um, and you've decided to spend the the night uh, introducing Voidstain to the Bionsong house. I will also say uh, all of the Lizardman letter stuff that we hear in the uh, episode openings is like widely available because that is cool. available. Um, I know we haven't talked about Bridgerton in a while, but uh, literally like almost every scene where there's a new like la- Lady Featherington thing, it's just like literally a servant runs in and jams it in people's hands because mm. they all need to know what the scandal is immediately. So it would be safe to assume that Traseus or someone else would be filling you in on these things. Mm-hmm. So if there is any cool. relevant information you want to act on from those you are welcome to do so. Please don't think those exist outside of... If it's archived, they probably exist outside of your knowledge, but those are all in in world. Okay. Yeah. So we probably projects. also have a running theory then. If this is all information that we know about, this void stain, uh, um, sorry, this uh, Lizzo letter that gets mm-hmm. circulated, she just talked about like committing revenge and stuff <laughs> like that. So I'm assuming then we can retcon that we also throw that theory in of like, this is <laughs> her putting her finger on the scale of who she thinks killed her friend it's quite possible it could also be that lizzo lizardman is part of the royal setup frankly the places we've been have all had royal guards and other people present who else could have reported spies within the houses we don't know much about this lizardman agenda we've not heard or seen her other than the way she likes to be heard and seen besides uh at the race right eli you pick something up eh yeah i mean whoever this person was was making notes and it was intercepted but through a servitor though that's like a Boberstein servitor Boberstein servitor that might be a key sir might be quite possibly and at the same time for 
Lizzo Lizardman has a certain expertise with servitors and servo skulls. We do have an assassination attempt involving those things that created more drama for Lizzo Lizardman. The Could also is, be Boberstein just trying to get an early scoop on the stupid gossip going out. Correct. So let's go see Sacreteur <laughs> Voidstein. Uh, <laughs> At this point, because Morgan's theory makes a lot of sense to Valentine, which is we could just find a dead guy. Uh, it's like, let's go meet this old fucker and yep. take him to the other place. Uh, just for uh, uh, visual sake, he is uh, a, a like, let's go meet this old soul and a young droopy body. That's the one. <laughs> Strong Giamatti energy. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but he is he's of a similar age to the other the other heirs. Um with rejuvenate could mean 400. Yeah. And the, the weight of heretical family on his shoulders. Yep. yep. His droopy, droopy shoulders. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think showing up without sending an invitation would be Valentine's go to, which is the like, get in the car <laughs> and take him away before he can plan, refuse, etc. With the investigation, the other stuff going on in his general interest, it feels like that'd be the way to do it mm -hmm. and probably have Rawls Varn be the one to make the approach to the front gate and just be like, Want to see the house? Now's the time, because then we can get him in the carriage with everybody else and go. Atticus mm -hmm. had received intel that there might be stuff at his estate as well. Were you hoping to search his estate while you're there or literally just black bag him? Politely black bag him. Invite I, uh, bag him. I think plan one, top plan, top priority beyond getting to that goddamn cloud city um, <laughs> is to make friends with Voidstain, present information to him, gauge his reaction. Dig it. Everybody else wants him dead. We can certainly do that, <laughs> but yeah, that it, could come later. That was kind of what I was also thinking, which is we get him to the house. We see if we can find what the fuck he's talking about, because if he's right, frankly, he has more to lose and less to gain. But it's like it feels like he's been legit so far. Mm. So if he's right, great. We made a friend and then we can go search his house with him. If he's wrong, we've got him trapped away from all of his staff and can threaten his life to get information. And then we can take him to his house and search it. Or worst case scenario, we videotape his confession, then murder him, then go to his house and search it anyways. It's a win-win-win for us. <laughs> but if we keep him away from his staff, it makes it harder for him to murder us. Yeah. Yes. Which is important. Take his cane. <laughs> Don't let him have the cane. <laughs> You're gonna need three advantage to get rid of that cane. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Um, so you pile into the minivan. Um, <laughs> I assume taking just like what one of the the, the carriages. Uh, Hugh Smiggleton has it ready for you, and you can tell that he's like kind of expectantly standing there. He he intends to drive you there, um, and uh, he just says, "Oh." oh Lord Van Houten, uh, it, it, is, it is good to see you. I, I must say it has been rather uh, odd around here with without you and, and your staff. Uh, it's been feeling rather empty. Have, have you been off on, on adventures with, without us? Do you recall uh, Lord Pollard visiting yesterday? Oh, yes. It would be very difficult to, to forget such a, an imposing figure. Yes, uh, well, he has enlisted my services and the services of my people. <gasps> like Hugh Smiggleton is very taken with that. It's a huge status get. Of course, my lord. I, I certainly don't mean to overstep. I just want to make sure I'm being of, of utmost use to you, and it is difficult for me to do that when I'm uh, not nearby. I will let you know if you are not operating at the capacity I require of you. 
uh, he he nods at that. You can tell he's still like he rose so quickly that he's really not sure how much extra work he has to do to stay here. <laughs> so just kind of nods and says, "Very good. Well, um, the, the, the carriage is ready. Um, I have the uh, the air conditioning blasting. Uh, we have our, our AC now running uh, within the building, so you should find it much more temperate within uh, your your manor house. Uh, the void stain technicians finally came. So good news all around. Well, that's fine. Thank you. All right. Well, where are we off to this evening? The Voidstain Estate. Oh. All right. Do you want... Do you want, like, sleeves for your boots or anything? You know, you're not worried about... Your... Sleeves it's... for boots? Well, just... Uh, it's the Voidstain house. It's dirty. It's... Lord the Van Helden. All right. We're hitting that point now. I don't need the questions. We can... We can Very go. Good, sir. Yep. So he, like, leaps up on top of the... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. All right, so you all pile into the carriage. Make these decisions. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we pile into the carriage, and then Valentine just sits with Eli on the the servant side of the carriage. Yeah. Just looks from the rogue trader to the lord. <laughs> Not entirely sure what almost happened outside. It's fine. It's fine. did I do something? No, I was just going to suggest you have your servant drive, and not you, but fine. Oh, uh, oi, ew. <laughs> he like leans over out the window, the like banging like, on the roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he leans down and says, oh, trying to focus on the road, sir. What do you need? Uh, 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 park over here. He does. Right. Walk on back home. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Valentine gets out and just climbs up on top. <laughs> And he swings in just Charlie Brown's his way home, just slumped shoulders. Um, like he, sorry, he walks upright until he thinks he's out of eye line, and then he drops across uh, the shoulders. We can still see you, Hugh. Uh -huh. <laughs> just rolling my upper back, sir. The weight of the world is upon it. He cracks his back back up and, and continues to to march uh, the long way back. And a boy, Hugh. <laughs> oh man, little heel click, and he's off. Hey, is that is that better? Yes, I. Uh, less complications is better in this situation. Sorry, I didn't see the complication. Thank you for pointing it out. You're all now alone. You can just be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Valentine. Make the Inquisitor drive the car. Yeah, <laughs> Valentine. Uh, for the for the first time, we have Atticus's pistol and or, or Atticus's fist. And Valentine would have taken his compact last pistol and sec like secreted it on the bottom of the carriage. Mm, so it's hidden, but yeah. it's present. We're okay. no longer just driving around the world unarmed. I assume Morgan's like rifle is probably like maybe in the yeah Morgan's rifle again in in areas where the ceiling. It, a, a quick search no we're not expecting to be searched yeah. and frankly with the number of assassinations Valentine's theory is we can get a little leeway on hey we brought the hunting rifle and this backup yeah. handgun and well, it's tougher for them to come down real hard on people with weapons when we got shot in the fucking woods Eli's got a bar brawler talent so he's got that. <laughs> Eli's got just a pipe just a lead pipe that he yanked out of the bathroom he's e so Eli ready. brought a wooden chair. That that he knows he can shatter quickly and turn into two. Um, I assume you probably also brought the uh, 
the hunting uh, the, rifle that yeah, we have. The, yeah. um, and the assassin's gun, I imagine. You can't use it, but I assume you wouldn't just like leave that around. Or would you leave that I on the third floor? I would leave it with Treseus to have analyzed. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. That's all right. That's third floor locked up property. But right, mm-hmm. right, right. Don't need to carry that around. Cool. So yeah, that's that's the drive. And Valentine would just drive straight there. This is, it, it's all fucking planes and beautiful estates. There's not really like, I'm going to take a back alley yeah. <laughs> somewhere. You're on the road. So um, I need uh, the cost for all this is going to be too strange to all of you just for for not sleeping and instead going on an an adventure after a particularly eventful day so we're gonna so fucking tired (laughs) (laughs) well tired and also like shamed in front of lady balance song like yeah but she's dead now that should just go away oh but lizard (laughs) men reported it it was reported i'll never get that strain back (laughs) yeah but she's dead what did you know what do we do to recover strain for one advantage you can recover one strain Fuck, man. I should have been doing uh, that shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm not sleeping anymore. Um, I will also let you know. Also, Tom may not allow that. I'll I'll let you know which, what strain is is recoverable. Oh, because we talked about that a while ago, but you're like, it's social strain. So no, I have a low max now. um, Similar to what we've done in uh, some of the larger extended like combats and things, just because we're playing a little fast and loose with the dark heresy crunchiness of like oh you saw one spooky thing well your brain is gone and you know you're slowly being corrupted all etc 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 um i want to try and play out the overall strain of this like a really long combat where you're just like burning through yeah, your resources okay. so if you can just go have like sleepy time and feel better it kind of lowers the drama of the social interactions because you're not getting shot at as much you're more getting like it's more socially sniped will our cover last long enough and exactly all that but shit? i okay. will um i will let you recover um the sleepy strains. those two yeah sleepy strains or like if you're if anything's oh, okay. exhaustion or that sort of thing cool. Those you can shrug off with advantage uh, when you get fucking nine on your next roll or whatever. But um, if it's social damage like what uh, uh, Morgan had, that's more just like the entire planet is aware that that she done fucked up. Damn. Um, right. Carrying forever. So everybody make a note on your sheet that we all have two recoverable strain and then we'll know the rest is not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be worth just creating a separate column for like temporary strain um, cool. compared to your, your heavy, heavy strain. Okay. Um, all right. So you're you're driving. Um, it is a beautiful summer night uh, in in Greybridge. Um, again, the plants seem kind of confused with the the rapid uh, the rapid shift. Um, you can see as you uh, approach. Uh, the void stain residence in the distance. Just imagine bushes full of flowers. We drive by and say, and you say, huh, 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 huh. We're just so confused in the yeah, background. Yeah. Huh, huh. It's a, it's a vex bush. Uh, it's this whole, this whole thing. Huh? Yeah. Just, what? Oh, man, it's delivering oh beautiful question berries. Question berries. Yum, whom berries. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you watch out for the Y weeds, though. Um, so, uh, why? <laughs> just a gardener out there with a trowel yeah. being like, yeah. it's a living. This is Fabius Bile reaching out to all those arch heretics and other dangerous psychopaths out there. There is only one way to truly defeat the Emperor and his pathetic lickspittles, and that is to make sure that they do not unify themselves and their false beliefs and empty gods. They must not join a Patreon. 
they must never join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Then our cabal can rise to the heights of brutality and cruelty. We can slay every player character, skin the flesh from their bones, and leave them with no hope remaining. Unless, somehow, people go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. With enough support, perhaps they could stop us. But that will never happen. <laughs> so you see in the distance uh, some royal dropships carrying like large um, sort of uh, almost... Cages in the, the Jurassic Park Raptor cage kind of way where it's not like, you know, open bars with wind blowing through it, but think like um, a small cargo container that has like slats in it. You can see things moving around, um, but flying towards kind of the uh, the royal hunting grounds. Um, King Frederick loves hunting. So uh, as we, we heard about in our initial briefing, um, they've kept a lot of the flora and fauna alive there, but they also can't afford a hunt where nothing shows up and uh, they didn't have the normal time to attract all the wildlife. So they're like carting in some some trophy animals uh, to populate things. So you just can kind of see, again, it's like a carnival being set up too quickly. There's just like a lot of the 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 magic that would normally happen behind the scenes is happening very bluntly and apparently as all this rushes. Um, and uh, you arrive uh, at the, the Voidstain Manor the Voidstein uh, Gate is um, a like Tim Burton, Edward Gorey style, like old wrought iron with like a lot of plants kind of um, coiled up and around it. Um, it. You can tell that it's very ill kept, uh, that it's overgrown, and that not a lot of care has been put into uh, the gate around the the, the pr- uh, perimeter of of the. Um, mansion. So you've got the gate with kind of all the overgrowth, and then there's basically scorched earth from the gate to the manor. So the lawn has been burnt down, um, the soil is cracked and dead, and um, there's almost a, it almost looks like a blast radius around the manor. Um, There is a single path to the house itself. Um, In the far distance are the woods that uh, Valentine you attended earlier, Um, but you get the sense that the uh, the scorched earth around the manor is almost like a uh, an enforced moat, where it's just like we don't want you to have any. There's no adornments, nowhere to hide anything. It's just like it's a fucking flat, burnt piece of dirt, and then your house. The manor house itself um, is uh, uh, very uh, rickety. It is. It is a. Uh, it was clearly qu- quite grand once, but is again much like the rest of the the void stained fortune, fallen into disrepair. Um, it's got a, a different uh, sort of architectural vibe to a lot of the spaces uh, on the planet, a lot more rounded things. Think more like uh, Jabba's Palace in Star Wars, so kind of like um, mm-hmm. around uh, almost like a large pot kind of shape. So large circular building, smaller circular buildings kind of off the or, um, wings and things off the side. Um, all the paint is peeling. Uh, the, the sort of front entrance is the only thing that looks like any care has been put into it. And even that just looks like spit shine. Um, so there has been some care there, but not not a whole lot. Overall, you get the sense that it's kind of like a gross onion in the middle of a dead field is the the general vibe of, of the space. Wow. Um, 
So you roll up uh, and immediately two guards with pikes um, sort of come out and, and drop into kind of a like who goes there type of stance. Uh, and they were clearly kind of flanking the door. Um, and uh, one of them just calls out, uh, hey, pardon me, who is you, you can't you can't come in here. Uh, this is this is the the, the esteemed Voidstain house. You, you've come unannounced. Uh, you should not have made it past that gate. <laughs> uh, please state your business. Morgan will come out and say Valentine will reach back and, and open the door so that Perfect. she can yeah. she can make a dramatic entrance. Yeah. He's back on his blindfold game. Yeah. And Morgan will leave her comms open for the four crew. So mm. even if she walks into the house or wherever they can hear what she's saying and f- maybe pick up on the other end of the mic and I am Captain Rolls Varn, and I am here for an audience with Lord Voidstain. I know it is uncouth to come unannounced, but it is important, and I would like his company. Um, and you just hear from behind the front door. That's all right. You can let you can let it through. Um, and uh, the guards both look immensely relieved, not really having the capability to stop a, a carriage that wanted to come through. Um, but they both straighten up and, you know, stick the pikes down and the door opens and clearly he was peeking through like the, mm-hmm. the, uh, eye hole. Um, he is in a, uh, he is changed into like a, uh, an Ebenezer Scrooge Victorian sleeping gown with a little sleeping cap, uh, on it. Um, but also, uh, holds old, old, old revolvers in each hand, um, just sort of like long barreled revolvers. Uh, and he kind of like shuffles out on, onto the, um, the porch and he said, Oh, it really is you. Well, it's a pleasure. Uh, and he like quickly like puts the guns inside on a side table. Um, and says it's a pleasure to have you here, Captain. And it would seem you've brought some esteemed guests with you. You must forgive my lack of um propriety. I didn't know that anyone was coming here. That's fine. I know it is late, but I ask that you accompany me in the show of good faith of what we discussed earlier. Things are quickly becoming more complicated, and your knowledge would be of a great asset to me and my compatriots. Can I assume that's the Lord Van Houten in the carriage? You can make assumptions, but you will see soon yourself. But I, I don't want to go in a carriage if it's someone other than Lord Van Houten. If it's if it's Lord Kiros or or Lord. Uh, uh, Boberstein or, or Lord Versailles, I don't trust him. No, it is no one that wishes to cause you harm. Well, okay, then. Do I have time to put on some pants or do I need to come like this? I would prefer we do not dawdle, but... Okay, then. He <laughs> just grabs a coat. Um, should I bring my guns? There's just like a moment of hesitation and if anyone else wants to chime in on that one. And if not... Um, just get him down here. They look like old ballistic guns. We can handle them. Certainly. Armor yourself if it makes you feel more comfortable. At this point, I think he probably would. So just, like, shoves them into uh, shoulder holsters under, okay. like, in the jacket. Um, and uh, he uh, slips on his boots and uh, nods to the guards um, and uh, begins to make his way over. Uh, Valentine, can you roll me a perception check, please? Yes, I can. Can there be a boost from Toby looking out? I mean, it's a day that ends in Y, so you have a boost from Toby for looking at yeah. this. What's my difficulty? Uh, I'm going to say difficulty with Toby, two. You get a boost from Toby. Mm-hmm. You get a boost from Eugene. 
Um, and one setback for reasons I can't tell you. <clears throat> Would that setback be removed from my bionic eyes? No. Okay, cool. Just figured I'd check. Can, can Ryan get a boost for reasons that I can't tell you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, shit. The tables have turned. <laughs> and just GM screen just, over I there. I just know some things. You yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a guy. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Holy shit. A triumph and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven successes. Holy shit. And two shit. threats. Jesus Christ. What happened to our dice roll? Like we literally went from being in in a a, a like a famine state and of no not win. a single success, no triumphs in sight, and now it's like it, it's like the game is playing itself. Um, the hose had a kink in it. The investigator who loves conspiracies into an investigation rather than the investigator who loves conspiracies into a gunfight with tyrannids. <laughs> mm. Valentine is built to survive fights. He's built to excel in investigation. Fair enough. All right. Um, well, uh, with your triumph uh, and your 900 successes, um, you recognize uh, the guard on the left as uh, the man who met you in the woods. Motherfucker. Good to know, though. Valentine can't say yeah. anything to anybody, so he's just going to let that happen. Yep. Yeah. Great. Um, so, um, uh, Voidstain uh, takes off his little cap. Like, he's not, he's not a fucking idiot. <laughs> he takes the cap <laughs> off. Um, and he, uh, he he kind of, like, strides over purposefully uh, and kind of uh, gets up into the carriage and Great. looks around and is, like, highly intimidated by, like, the amount of, of like, just even... Just Atticus with the power fist mm -hmm. is scary enough. And then, like, Eli's there, too. Morgan will get in behind him and close the door. And he just says, oh, dear. Well, I sincerely hope you truly mean me no harm. Because at this point, I don't really know that there's much I could do. We will and truly mean you no harm. We are going to the Bolensong estate. We wish to investigate that which you told oh. me about. Well, then it's very good that I brought my guns, just in case we run into anything evil. Okay, let's go. Let's wow. go, then. Driver, if you would. Valentine just starts driving. Driving and being mad. Because <laughs> this means it probably is Voidstain, and he's smart, but he's pretending to be an idiot, but he's also an idiot. <laughs> uh, so, sitting there in silence, he just looks from Morgan to Eli, to Atticus, to Morgan, to Eli, to Atticus. Did you say anything to him? If he's looking like that, is there anything else you wish to share? There's no need to be intimidated. Well, it just seems to me that we, 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 we four, I guess five, if we count your driver, or well, and you, you'll forgive me a little bit of joy in these dark times, but it would seem to me like we were kind of our own little inquisition, aren't we? Going to going to, to suss out what the, the, the evils of the world and put an end to them. I just think that's kind of neat. It's kind of neat, then. <laughs> Those uh, firearms there, they're kind of neat. Uh, and he, he opens the jacket and he says, oh, thank you. These are my uh, traditional uh, hereditary dueling pistols. Many members of my family used to get into royal duels around the planet before all the unpleasantness. If uh, we are to find what you believe lies beneath the Balansong estate, 
You said you were glad to have those. Do they have any sort of special properties? Only bullets. Hmm. I'm afraid that uh, when one comes from a, a, a lineage touched by by heresy, one can can only really arm oneself so well uh, to not become suspicious in the eyes of, of the powers that be. But I am just grateful for something to defend myself in case there are truly dark things that lurk there. Um, even if I can't defeat them, maybe I can at least slow them down long enough that a true servant of the Imperium can put an end to their heretical ways. Well, as a true servant of the Imperium yourself, uh, you can count on our protection should anything dangerous happen down there. No, thank you. He, like, looks at your arm and seems legitimately very relieved at that. She says, well, thank you. I've seen firsthand the martial prowess of, of the captain here, so b- between her skill at, at defeating even a, a well-trained swordsman like myself and and your your uh, uh, large arm, I imagine we will, we will do quite well. And th- your gruff friend seems intimidating, too. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yes, surely we will strike down whatever evil we find there. Do you want to roll a perception, yep. Morgan? Yep. <laughs> I'm seeing that both in Dell's face and just in the, the general What narrative. the fuck is Meanwhile, up this Meanwhile, I'm just fucking seething, which makes this whole scene a lot more fun to me. Okay. Perception and difficulty? Um, Difficulty of two, I think. Okay. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. Cool. I'm just going to roll it then. Go for it. Two failures and five advantages. you He's just such a weird little guy. Yeah. You can't tell whether he's like, <clears throat> whether he believes the heresy thing or not. And honestly, at this point, the real challenge is you don't really care about the heresy as much as you care about the, well, you do care about the heresy a lot, but you also <laughs> care about whether he's involved in this murder plot and like yeah. general confusion, just a hard okay. guy to read. We won't run route. But Del, you got a lot of advantage. Was there something you wanted oh, to do? Oh, can I have that? a Stwain bag? Uh, yes. You can have two. <laughs> can I have two? You get you get a strain per advantage. Oh. So you, to, you get your two back for oh, two. Hell yeah. But not, not social not, damage. No, no, I know. That's just the sleepies. I have, a, I have a hard cap. I have like red it out strain Great. that I can't good. go back good, good, above. Good. Yeah. yeah, you you don't get a read on him, but you feel rested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just vibing here. You're so angry. You're not tired anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Who is this motherfucker? What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. We had an understanding earlier. Now he's just being squirrely again. Whatever. Uh, he continues to look between the three of you. You get the sense that he's just he doesn't know how to sit quietly in a space. Yeah. May I look at one of your pistols? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, and he hands you one of the pistols. Cool. Eli like opens it. He looks at the ammunition. He Do looks... your thing, I Eli. <laughs> fuck that gun that up. Gun. <laughs> <laughs> maybe tech it'll use, be. Tech, yeah, use, yeah. Tech, I was gonna use, say tech, maybe it won't use. work. Actually, legit. Uh, yeah, oh. yeah, man. <clears throat> You're examining a gun. Let's see how shitty it is. Okay, see if you break it. In Giant half. robot arms have been not great for this. Um, uh, this is gonna be a difficulty of one. <laughs> difficulty of one. His tech use has failed on guns since we discovered he had robot arms. That's <laughs> why. Yeah, everything. It's all thumbs. Robot shit? arms made of thumbs. I hate you, game. <laughs> Dill's just looking at her last roll. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty heavily in your favor. Yeah. And then, yeah, came out like that. One of the, Good uh, night, Moon. One of the challenges to our, uh, our using digital dice rollers for this, it, A, it really helps us, like, 
tally up all the Speed up, yeah. Uh, but the challenge is that it gives you a historical record. So, like, those dice rolls can literally haunt you. They don't just disappear. <laughs> they stare us down, taunt us. They're eternal. All right. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, difficulty of one, um, give you a boost for the usual not doing it under pressure. Sweet. Um, can I pass forward a boost from my advantages? Because I had five. I thought you were going to say because Toby's watching. Toby's no, looking no, at no, the no, gun. No, no, no. Toby just flying along <laughs> outside. Like, oh, you're right. I should remove the safety. Thank you. I see that gun so hard. Um, I, think that's, yeah, I think that's all I got. All right. You want I'm to use a story roll. point? No, absolutely not. Uh, two successes, four advantages. I'm going to recover go. two strikes. <laughs> Yay. And then I'll pass. You gain confidence. I'll pass, uh, uh, advantage. Yeah, along. you gain some confidence in yourself. Uh, Eli, <laughs> this is uh, this is this is a good one for you. Um, this is an old. It's basically a revolver. So like it, yeah, it okay. is very simple. Uh, so taking it apart is not mm-hmm. hard. Um, but also, uh, I think in in something that would probably please you and Atticus if Atticus was paying attention. Like this thing works the way it's meant to work. It is like. Okay. There's a barrel. It revolves. Hammer hits. No secret fires. compartments. No, there's bullshit. there's nothing. There's there's no no fancy anything to this. This is okay. just a basic basic uh, revolver, uh, and it is fucking old. But it looks like it will shoot straight, if not super powerfully. Because nice know. gun. Can I see the other one? Oh yes, you'll see that they're a perfectly matched pair. We wanted to make sure our duels were fair, so Just no one would accuse us sure, of, you know? of foul play. He's taking this so seriously. Of course, okay. eventually there was foul play, but it was completely unrelated to the nature of the duel. Uh, the other gun's exactly the same. You take it apart; it's like they've both been well cared for. They've both been well oiled. Um, yeah, he monologues at you the whole time, though, about duels past mm-hmm. and also cults and heresy. Thank you, sir. No, you're welcome. Thank you for, for the, putting them back together correctly. I wouldn't know what to do if they fell apart. I don't really know guns. I'm more of a knife fight man myself, as the captain can attest to. And he puts the guns back in his jacket. Just imagine, like, misses the holster, just falls out of his coat. <laughs> Shoots himself in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. Picks me. it up, puts it back, misses again. Like, it's, yeah. it's twice to yeah. get it in the holster. We're yeah, all just not used watching to quick draw. Yeah. and not reacting to this. Honestly, it stops him from talking, so it's not the worst. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the uh, carriage arrives. Unless there's anything else you wanted to uh, ask him. In, in One more thing Atticus wants ahead of time to just kind of get a better understanding of his understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh Lord Voidstein, you've been speaking in rather broad strokes about heresy and uh, these monstrosities we're potentially expecting here. Can you be more specific? Do you know what you're expecting to find down there? Um, and he shakes his head and he says, Well, no, not, not exactly, but... Uh, the, uh, the 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 fiery uh, preacher who who came to our planet and started the cult that led to the uh, the uprising that my family unfortunately got rather embroiled with. Well, I my theory is that he came here for something. No, I wasn't here for all of that. I was off world at the time, uh, studying the blade, uh, amongst oh other things, uh, mostly studying finances, but occasionally the blade and um. My theory, I've, I've always been fascinated by what led to my family's downfall, you see, and so I used some of my scholarly pursuits to look into what, what manner of corruption could have could have befallen them, and it always found it strange that someone would come to a planet like Greybridge 
uh, with heretical ideas because it's so small and so relatively unimportant to the Imperium that it would seem to me a very odd place to spend your heretical talents when you could corrupt a hive city or or something larger or per- perhaps even a munitions planet or, or anywhere, a factory planet, anything that could really affect the Grand Indomitus Crusade. Instead, you came and, and, and fucked around with a bunch of people who like dances and hunting. It doesn't seem like a good use of your time unless there's another reason to be here. And so I looked into the various forms of chaos, and that's how I know about um, uh, sorry, that's a code between me and the captain. I don't expect you to understand. I don't. Um, good. It's best that you don't. These are dark matters, uh, and I wouldn't want to embroil you in them, Lord. Um, but uh, I looked into what, what could possibly be the cause, and that's when I started learning about the planet's origins and the, uh, the, 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 the purge that occurred here years ago. And my theory is there's some leftovers from whatever chaos was here, and that that preacher came searching for that. And it would seem to me that whatever is under Lady Bonsong's manor may, may be attached to that as well. After all, I must admit, given what happened with my family, it would seem that our families of Greybridge are not beyond dabbling in, in heretical matters if it will give them an edge in the society. And I fear that perhaps even our king may have... He does have a floating cloud palace, after all, which I must admit is a little concerning. So no, I don't know exactly what it is, but if there's any trace of the enemy on this planet, we must purge it, or let other people know so they can come purge it. And you believe that last remaining trace of evil lies beneath the Balinsong estate? I believe part of it does, yes. I've been trying to speak to Lady Guinevere about it for some time, but she did not want to incur any social strain for talking to me, so uh, I often was observing her from a distance and and following to see if perhaps she had fallen into the sway of chaos as well, but it would seem that it was not the case. Or she did, and she's dead, which means it's a good thing, but I don't think it's a good thing, but maybe it's a good thing. Right. Well... Thank you for all that. You're welcome, my lord. And then he like winks very, like in a Lucille <laughs> uh, Bluth level of like obvious at uh, uh, Morgan, um, just seeming to be like, I told him some stuff, but like you and I understand what underpins that. And I feel like you would have got all of it. He's just convinced that Morgan yeah, no. have, like, yeah. he slowly closes his left eyelid. I feel like I just like lean over to you, like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> no stroke, I don't know. <laughs> And Morgan is just staring straight at him with her dead cat eyes. Just <laughs> no reaction to that. And Valentine pulls up to the house. <laughs> oh, thank the emperor. <laughs> Great. Um, so you all pile out. Um, you're you're greeted by um, a somewhat uh, sleepy Velma von uh, Van Bluff, who is also like honestly looks like um, uh, Void Sand at this point. She is also like pulling on stuff, but a lot quicker and more efficiently. Like she's already belted up, uh, and uh, Ranger just says, "Oh well, uh, uh, pardon me, my lord. I didn't realize you guys would be coming uh, around here. I'm looking at you because you're the Inquisitor, Ryan. I shouldn't be doing. That. I should be looking at Tyler. Yeah, he's the lord. look at me. <laughs> I'm sorry, my lord. Oh, I'm the special boy, Lord Voidstein, uh, Lord Van Houten, and uh, Captain Varn. Uh, you you got to." Uh, you, you, you got to excuse the state of me here. I didn't realize you'd all be stopping by. Uh, please do send word in future and I can make sure that all the fires are stoked and that there's uh, warm food and beverage or cool food and beverage since I guess we're, we're in the summer season. But please come in, come in. Is there anything I can get you? Do you just need some privacy? What What do you need? I was going to say back at the the carriage, Valentine would help everybody out. 
He'd ask the captain to stay for a moment. Mm. He'd get his last pistol and tuck it in the small of his back because that's where its contoured hidden holster is meant uh, to hide. uh, One of the two places that he keeps it normally. And he would just say to her quickly before going inside once everybody else was out of earshot. The contact that I made during the assassination is Brandon Herrera. It was one of the two guards at the Voidstain estate. So that's legitimate. I don't know if this man is a fool or if he's actually involved and is a genius. We don't need to tell the others so they don't play this game the wrong way. Highly, highly suspect. Mm, shit, yes. I couldn't get a read on him in the carriage either, but I will keep looking. Yes, double shit. Uh, and then they'll just follow in as this conversation's ongoing. Great. So, uh, yeah, uh, Van Bluff shows you into probably Guinevere's, like, sitting room where, you know, her desk and everything else would be. Um it's uh, an incredibly modern space. There are computers. There's, like, she's really decked it out. And you can actually see that she's got a number of um, schematics of uh, different ship designs up that she's been kind of giving notes on and, and comments. Um, that said, there is an air of uh, kind of uh, older person to this uh, in terms of the the, um, the sensibilities of it. Um, and you can tell that it's probably uh, her father's study that she didn't alter too much, um, given that he, he died not that long ago, um, but has put brought modern convenience into. So it's a little bit like like a, an old stuffy room with new fancy stuff just slowly being installed. Um, but you do get the sense of someone rather driven um, with singular purpose. She also has uh, like um, photos of each of the heirs and like notes and, you know, like there's, you can see kind of her planning for the celestial season uh, around obviously somewhat unfinished. Um, but uh, Van Bluff brings you in. And says, uh, oh, and you're, you're, you're probably wondering about, uh, you know, the uh, the bug situation. Uh, Lady Song was quite uh, particular about making sure that no one set foot in this room. So uh, I imagine you're probably safe to have your conversations in here uh, without uh, having to worry about uh, anyone listening in. Um, after all, it was the lady's room and like barely held back tear. <laughs> um, and uh, she sort of nods to all of you and, and closes the doors. Great. Right then, Voidstein, you seem to have some sort of idea of where in the estate we're supposed to be looking for this taint, this heresy. Where to? Well, from my research, it would seem that a lot of uh, the outlying mansions were built on uh, the ruins of the cities that used to be here on Greybridge. So if I were to venture a guess, it would be to go down. Uh, Eli, this tracks with kind of Mm -hmm. what you'd been wanting to do. Um, And Mm -hmm. from your cursory look around on the vault, like it did feel very like as you saw, the further down you go, the more ancient it feels. Yeah. Um, But there's definitely like some some wall tapping and floor tapping down there that you could probably do. I don't know if you want to lead the charge on this, but. Or Shall we start in the vault? Well, prior to leaving Balinsong's private quarters, which we've been assured are not bugged, is there any other information we'd like to share with Voidstain or Voidstain? You're with us at this time. Valentine just gives a subtle no. He's not willing to share yet. He wants to know mm. what the fuck this guy's game is. Uh, then uh, uh, he's looking to Voidstain for any anything else. No, I'm just nervous, but also excited to get to the bottom of this. Then let us begin the search.
you head down into the the lower levels of uh, the the Boundsong Manor, and sure enough, uh, as Eli and Atticus had already discovered, it goes. It is much further subterranean than it appears. Uh, as we discussed, there is a height limit uh, to buildings on Greybridge, yeah. mm. um, but similar to Valentine's suggestion, uh, this one is built down. So. Reaching the vault level, uh, the vault has obviously been scoured. Um, you can also see new drill points in the walls and like um, sort of markings in in pen and paint where the uh, bomb squad did its did its sweep. And obviously, there's like tape up across like mm-hmm. the vault and, and other places, but you can just knock that aside. No one cares. Um, and uh, you can hear the the ghost. Uh, the, the the sort of hollow uh, tapping. So Valentine and Morgan, this is your first time hearing mm-hmm. that. So can you both roll me perception, yeah. please? Sure. There it is again. Do you um, hear that? So you guys can take a boost for Atticus drawing attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> but uh, I spoke up. <laughs> it's also just, yeah, it's, it's little, easier knowing. RP moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you see? The power of, power of good storytelling. Um, so you get a boost from that. Uh, I'm going to say difficulty two because you're just standing quietly listening to it. Yep. Also, both of you are paranoid, like, investigator types. So I think you would have better luck than the two military folks being like, right, it's a bomb. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is... <laughs> uh, knowing Valentine is at at the back of the group because he's mm-hmm. not important enough to be leading it, uh, he undoubtedly have his auspects out to try yep. to scan to see if there's anything to pick up. Can I add that to yeah, this? Yeah, that's fine. Great. Also, like, a, a, a servant of your rank having an auspex out and then like helping would be fine. I don't think anyone cool. would bat an eye at that. Great. Is there anything else you want to add to the mix? No, I think that's it. Okay. I did have a little shithead impulse of after you <laughs> praising the role play of just been like, oh, I think I see what it is over there. He's <laughs> <laughs> treasure. Wow. Yeah, Toby saw it first. So. <laughs> I have five successes. I have one success and two advantages. All right. Um, so, yeah, Valentine, uh, you hear what they failed to earlier, which is that it is irregular. It's it's like it it's a steady beat, but it's not mechanical. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of you can't really triangulate it, but like it definitely is echoing up from somewhere. Yeah, and what he would just say to the group is, according to the calculations I've run, this is not mechanical. There's enough irregularity that it would be from some other source. Not mechanical wall like a leaky faucet. That'd be possible. Could be organic, could be different structures moving together, but it does not have the rhythm of an engine or a piston or something else that would have a, a specific metronomic regularity. Well, then Atticus raises his power fist and says, well, Can you tell what I need to knock down to find it? Not yet, but if we continue deeper, perhaps. All right, so I think this will be a, hmm, I'll just throw this out to the group and you can choose who wants to do what, but I think probably a streetwise check would work here in terms of like, Morgan, probably your understanding of hiding in walls and shit. Yeah. Eli, weirdly, as someone used to looking for stuff like this on ships, I feel like this might be in your... Mm-hmm. Your wheelhouse. What skill do you think Eli would use to? Um, I think in this case, I want to say vigilance. I was also looking because at vigilance. he's treating it almost like he's treating it like a, a, a preemptive attack. Yeah, on something. It's, 
yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's what I was so, thinking as well. That this is a if a boarding action boarding action yeah. were to occur here, how would you? Yeah, how would you fuck with it? Um, great, uh, Valentine. Valentine, I think this is perception. I think this is just looking for clues of anything in terms of structure of rooms, where the sound's bouncing off of all that Good. kind of stuff. So I'd lean perception, but that's just kind and of my Atticus, go-to for I assume you would lean, like you'll, you're just there to punch punch the wall when it's ready. Would you yeah. be actively trying to like help with any of these things? I think just uh, if if you want a role, I don't. I would, no, I, would, I, I don't need one. You can also just assist one of one of the others. Yeah, Atticus just wants to be ready in a similar fashion to Eli of like protecting. Great. His inquisitor okay, protecting so we'll say you his get a boost. I'll crew. give Eli a boost from you then. Cool. Okay. And uh, Morgan, you can take a boost from Voidstain. Okay. And then I th- will take a boost from my two advantages that Great. I just rolled. Great. Love that. Okay. Um, so perception, Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, it's difficulty four. Okay. Whew. There's no setback. Um, and you can have a boost for succeeding on hearing the, okay. the tapping. Uh, Morgan... I'm going to make yours uh, difficulty two. Okay. Because you are, like, as you described earlier, this is literally your life. You've spent <laughs> your whole life looking for things exactly like this to hide in. Mm-hmm. Um, no setback or... Uh, actually, I will give you a setback for having to do this with a whole bunch of people around you. Makes mm. it a lot more difficult. Because your instincts are just... You have to constantly mentally be overriding your instinct to wait until you're alone to do this. And as Mm -hmm. a result, it just distracts you ever so slightly. Um, Eli, I'm going to give you difficulty three. Mm -hmm. Um, Setback for this not being a ship. um, But bonus for uh, Atticus uh, also being uh, on side. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do this. We're going in. One success, one advantage. Okay. Two successes, two advantage. Two advantages, one success, one triumph. Well, in ascending order, too. Well, damn. Um, Very nice. I'm just going to burn those advantages to just say, Valentine, like a good mystery, he ain't sleepy no more. <laughs> fair. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I'll buy that. I'll buy that damn. for a dollar. Um, okay, great. So <laughs> working together, um, you're able to... Uh, Find what part of the uh, the flooring is uh, like all all the floor was installed at the same time. Be able to find like the weak spot beneath the floor. Atticus swift punch through, um, and uh, you find kind of like what almost looks like a cellar, a set of cellar stairs, um, mm-hmm. taking you down to a yet another level that is much older. Um, and here we're starting to get into like medieval castle style dungeon shit, where it's like stone walls. Um, there are old kind of like rotted out rugs, um, ancient bookshelves. Um, it literally just looks like what this place would have been in a more feudal version of, of Greybridge. Um, a quick sort through that is, again, this is a disused space, but the tapping is a hell of a lot louder down here. And descending one floor down from that into what was probably uh, the cellar for that, it's almost like a crypt. It's like you know, I was going to say, as we start descending, yep, just to be clear, sure. down, the, down the first steps, Valentine would make a bit of a social play. Go for it. And just be like, Lord Voidstain, Clarence also has some military experience in his background. Would you mind loaning him one of your pistols in case the heresy we find below requires a more, shall we say, vociferous response? Oh, certainly. After seeing the care you took with them, I imagine you would be quite good. So he pulls out a pistol, flips it around and hands it Greatly to you. Greatly appreciated, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. Good, good, 
good shooting. Cool. Now I can keep going. Valentine was just like, I'd like that motherfucker oh, to have one less you. gun. I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. So now he has the gun out, but he's doing that thing where he has like, he's wrapped it in both hands and he's kind of holding it up God. near his face as, as he moves he's through. Going Charlie's Angels mode. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, or just like any, any like paunchy detective from a, an 80s TV show, like Murder, She Wrote, just carry around a gun like a, like a weird security. Gotta get board. it up into frame. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Correct. <laughs> yeah. So um, all of you uh, move down into this this sort of like large cellar, and you can see old uh, wine barrels um, and kind of like food uh, food barrels and things. Um, again, old disused space, and very much a a crypt type. Um, you know, it's it runs the the length of the level you were just under. So kind of pillars, like the sort of stone arched pillars, um, holding up the ceiling, kind of. Interspersed. So it's not like a big clear empty room, but um you can hear the the tapping very acutely from here. Uh and so making your way across, uh, there is a line of bookshelves um that seem to have recipes and uh you can see some old ship manuals and other things. Um pulling those away, um, you can see the stonework behind it is um discolored, so it's two different colors of stone. And with your triumph, you just kind of get to slide right on through all these puzzles. Um, <laughs> and you can hear uh, the tapping very acutely uh, from the other side. Rebute, I wish to take point at this moment. That does seem wise, my lord. Uh, Clarence, if you could take a step back, we'll have you on the third shoulder. So it will be our lord, Lord Voidstain. Clarence, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Excellent. We will bring up the rear, Captain. Sounds good. I'm locking loaded. Any uh any light sources would be appreciated at this point, folks. Yeah, Morgan Frets, because she could see in the dark, so <laughs> sucking Valentine. He doesn't carry anything because <laughs> he can see in the dark. <laughs> um uh I think it's safe to say, uh, you know what? I will spend a story point uh to say that uh wow, everyone's thank like, thank you. God, let's fucking go. Um to say that uh, Voidstain you. brought a small bag um, that you were able to like search. Obviously, he wasn't like super secretive about it. He'll take a uh, a deactive um, servo skull out and he'll say, "Oh, hang on, you bring these around for just this occasion." And he'll like fuck with it a bit, uh, and it sputters to life, and it's just got like one eye that's kind of graded like a lantern um, mm -hmm. that just like blasts out, uh, kind of like, you know, dim underwater light. Like it's not great, yeah. but it, it's certainly something. Um, and he'll just like turn it, <laughs> wind it up and it just sort of like sputteringly hovers uh, next to, next to you. I'm sorry about the quality, but hopefully it provides something. He aims, takes a wide stance and aims, aims the pistol at the, yeah. Valentine will launch Eugene to also record anything that happens moving forwards from this position. Mm -hmm. uh, and he is not drawing his pistol, but he is so fucking ready to reach Andrade if he needs from the back of the pack. Because it's like he's got Atticus who needs to be the first person to fight. And mm -hmm. he's got, you know, Eli, legitimate combat mm -hmm. cover, but behind Voidstain. So if Voidstain does something shitty, we have one person who could theoretically be there. I'm and, yeah, Eli is so ready to just like bat Voidstain's arm down, it, take his gun. Cause, exactly. Yeah. We're all ready for that. And Valentine's ready to shoot Voidstain in the head if he needs to. Because he's <laughs> yeah. the one who's like, this dude could be a legitimate threat. Because yeah. if this is a cover, he's a fucking genius. <laughs> he could be the smartest person Valentine, like the most arch heretic Valentine's ever dealt with. Or an absolute moron. And he can't tell, which makes him lean genius because he's paranoid. But 
That's right. So you're standing the most at attention so that your hands are yeah. in your gun. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm pressing forward then in this dimly lit, uh, what, like a hallway? Um, yeah, it's like a, like a cellar. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you've reached the, oh, again, the back wall, the cellar, discolored bricks that have clearly been added that are newer than the bricks around them. Not like fresh, but the fade is slightly different on them. Okay. Well, knock, knock. You like punch, punch, knock, knock, or just like tap, tap. Oh no. Like I'm like, let's move on through this. I'm knocking this wall down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it only takes two knocks. Yeah, it. it only takes one. Let's not get ourselves. Um, so you reach back. I'm thinking like Falcon Punch style is always how I imagine punches. Reach back, um, uh, sort of like wrap your hand and just punch through the wall collapses um, under the hit. Um, you can tell it's a double layered wall, so it's been double bricked, um, but mm. it doesn't no match for the might of the emperor and yeah um they uh, uh collapse in and you you hear a, a gasp uh from the other side uh and who a, goes there a figure stumbles away uh from from the wall kind of being showered in bricks uh that bounce off of uh, uh heavy um almost like uh, a, a coppery rust colored armor uh as a motherfucking chaos space marine falls backward uh emaciated thin hand nowhere not wearing any gloves looking at you from like pitted gaunt features uh wide-eyed and he just looks at all of you and then turns and looks at the helmet in his hand that he was using to tap on the wall he says trevor someone found us this episode of the valentine heresy features the voices of players brian laplante tyler hewitt laura hamstra and del borvik alongside game master tom mcgee this episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn 1138, Alorraine Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Mithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia de los Hoodless, Diovasis, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, Gus Schreider, Drama, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 
think I'm getting something. Why are you recording? For science. Did you hear that? We're a little off schedule. Maybe it's the aliens. I'm studying electromagnetic phenomena and anomalies. I don't think losing people is scary. I just don't want to do it anymore. Just together with me. Radio check. Who's this? I didn't do it. You never do anything. We should still be secure. Are you safe? The walkies again. Who are you? Comfort. I am not doing it on purpose. You can't bullshit. I am not doing it on purpose. Stop. Stop. Oh, God. I don't like this. I don't like this. What the hell was that? I'm not supposed to know that. We're supposed to be innocent. I feel an ending coming. Oracle, a sci-fi anthology podcast set in the not-so-distant future. Season 2, Transmission, available in bi-monthly episode releases starting July 1st, 2023. Or listen now to Season 1, Iris, wherever you get your podcasts.